Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening? Thank you, Jay, and greetings to everyone. Might I begin with a question? Do you know of anyone who does not sincerely and honestly desires heaven when this life ends? I know of no one. When one pauses in life and seriously thinks about eternity, well, what other choice would there be? Hell? Are we serious? <laughs> not a chance. And simply thinking about heaven is not a guarantee that one will be there. Of course, it is obedience to the will of God Almighty through His beautiful grace that one is saved. Let us recall two important teachings on the Sermon on the Mount. In Matthew seven thirteen and 14, Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Dear friends, that tells us there will be a choice. That when this world ends and we stand before God on the day of judgment, that there will be those that will enter in by the narrow gate or the wide or broad gate. Let's consider another teaching of Christ from the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew seven twenty-four through 27 Jesus said, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. That is reminiscent of the song, The Wise Man Built His House Upon the Rock, that we sing with little children. And little children will understand that you need to hear the sayings of Jesus and do them. When we fail to hear and do them, then our house, too, will fall. Man must make a choice of where he wishes to spend eternity. Man cannot live any way that he wants and expect heaven at the end. The Bible does not teach that anywhere, dear friend. Again, in the earthly ministry of Christ, early in His work, Jesus instructed us of heaven and its importance, and hearing and doing God's will, which is important as well. You know, heaven was important to the Apostle Paul. Very important. His words of desire of heaven from Philippians 1, 20-23, we trust today will prompt all of us to think seriously about heaven and to prepare our lives. Paul writes, According to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me... To live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit for my labor. Yet what I shall choose I cannot tell. For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, 
which is far better. Before we look at these verses, let's pause and let's hear from our J-Webb. We appreciate you listening today, and please take a moment to like and follow the International Gospel Hour on Facebook as well as Instagram. You can also follow us on Twitter at our underscore gospel. That's H-O-U-R underscore gospel. This will keep you updated with our latest efforts, allow you to send a private message, or to know when the International Gospel Hour will be in your area. Follow us on social media. And now, here's Jeff. Paul anticipated heaven because of the hope that he had in Christ. From our lesson text in verse 20, he speaks of the earnest expectation and hope. When we look at the original meaning of expectation in the Greek language of which the New Testament was translated, it is a beautiful definition. It is so great. It is a word which means primarily a watching with an outstretched head. It signifies a strained expectancy or an eager of longing, stretching forth the head. For example, whenever you watch a runner in a track meet, and he is running to that line, you'll notice there near the end he will stretch forth. He's so close with that eagerness to reach for that line that he will stretch forth the head. This gives us an expectation of something from a certain place. The earnest expectation means we will watch with an outstretched head. Now, when you look at that word and look at its prefix, it talks about anything that would engage the attention and even to absorb the object expected till it's realized. This word is so strong in the original Greek to stretch forth the neck, to be absorbed with the attention of what is there. I'm indebted to a study of Vine's Expository Dictionary of Old and New Testament Words for this definition. I found it quite interesting that one anticipates heaven, or as Paul did, Paul says, I'm stretching forth my neck because there is a hope for heaven, that I am absorbed with wanting to be in heaven. That's why he said, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. He was stretching forth the neck, but he also stated, if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit for my labor. He would be absorbed with heaven. Paul anticipated heaven because of that hope that he had. This parallels with those of that wonderful Hall of Faith chapter in Hebrews 11 and verse 16. But now they desire a better country, that is, and heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Again, dear friends, I love that attitude. They, those within that wonderful chapter of faith, desired that heavenly country. They outstretched their necks. They outstretched their head to reach. And with that heart of hope, it kept them going. We need to learn this from the Bible, that Paul anticipated heaven because of the hope that he had. Dear friends, do we truly have that hope? And are we assured through the Scriptures that we have that hope? Here's a second thing. In verse 23, Paul anticipated heaven because he knew this world was not his home. 
Paul said that he desired to be with Christ, which is far better. We go back to the book of Hebrews in Hebrews 13 and verse 14 that says, For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. And back to that wonderful chapter of faith once again in Hebrews 11 and verse 16, But now they desire a better country that is an heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He hath prepared for them a city. I love that old hymn that says, This world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. Don't we love Paul's conviction? You know, Paul was the one who confidently said, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord, 1 Corinthians 15:57. And think also of his words near the end of his life in 2 Timothy 4, verse 7, I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Dear friends, are we studying Paul's desire of heaven? And does that not motivate us to look the same way, to have that victory in Christ? We have an awesome free study about the victory in Christ. Please pause and let's listen to our Jay Webb as he will tell us more about this great study. Kind listeners, would you love to know more about Jesus? To know more of the victory one has in Christ? We have a special study in one booklet called Victory in Jesus, and it is absolutely free. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say Victory Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say Victory Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Victory Study. We'll send it as soon as possible. We appreciate our listeners and your interest in the things of Christ. And now, let's return to Jeff and our study. And dear friends, Paul anticipated heaven because his citizenship was toward heaven. Again in verse 21, four simple words, to die is gain. You know, Paul said, when I'm living on this earth, I'm going to live for Christ. But I am hard-pressed between the two. I desire to be with Christ, which is far better. But Paul went on to say that it was needful for him to remain there with them. Dear friends, to die is gain. That was Paul's conviction. And it was because his citizenship was toward heaven. In Philippians 3, verses 20 and 21, we find for our citizenship in some conversation, or rather some translations, I should say, bring forth the word conversation or lifestyle. Paul says, For our citizenship is in heaven, our lifestyle is there, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to His glorious body, according to the working by which He is able even to subdue all things to Himself. Paul said, My citizenship is in heaven, And that's where I'm aiming, and that's where I put all my stock. Dear friends, I love Paul's anticipation. Would you like to have Paul's anticipation? You know, his faith in God and his repentance and his changes, and yes, friends, his baptism into Christ washed away his sins, according to Acts 22.16. 
Those are the words of Paul that are inspired of God. And when one simply does what Paul did, one will have the anticipation that Paul had. What a great discussion about heaven. Let's continue our studies together, shall we, dear friends? I'm glad we could talk about heaven today. Let's study and seek these things even more so. I'm Jeff Archie. Thanks for joining me today, and dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. God be with you.